This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. I'm your host, Charlie McDermott. Welcome to episode number 711 of the Good Neighbor Podcast. Boy, 711 was always like my fun place to go to as a kid. The Slurpees were awesome. Anyway, I digress. Today we have Yamirka Sui, her company, Sui CPA and Associates, and and Yamirka is affectionately known as Yami. So Yami, how you doing? Doing great, doing great. How are you? Oh, doing terrific. And, uh, you know, I really enjoy what you do. I don't know. I've always been like attracted by numbers. It's cool how things just work out, although they don't always work out like when I'm balancing my checkbook and all that. But when it does balance, it's like, wow, this is cool stuff. And you get to do it all day long. Right? So satisfying. I <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love it. So let's start, Yami, with your company, Sui CPA and Associates. Tell us about it. Okay. So Sui CPA and Associates is started in 2019. We're actually in the middle of a rebranding. It's going to be very soon. Uh, we are shooting for July 1st. Fingers crossed. Um, into SIBA CPAs and consultants. Um, so you, it's still the same vision. It's just like I wanted the company to be less about me and more about collaboration and teamwork. Um, I have great people on my team and I want them to be recognized as well. So I also brought in my first partner into the firm. So oh, wow. if I start putting everyone last name on the wall I felt like it was better if uh we all came together under one umbrella with the same level of customer service and values that different uh, offers to our clients wow congratulations thank you yeah yeah and uh so the, from a, a service standpoint for those of us who aren't familiar with what a CPA does, uh, give us a, a quick overview. Well, that is very funny because I feel like I'm very different from what a traditional CPA does. Okay. So usually people go to their CPAs either to get a hold of their financial statements, have it in good, uh, you know, like in good order for different reasons. It may be a construction company that needs uh, lending or bonding, so they need prepared financial statements, or it may be for tax purposes, right? Those are usually the main reasons why people think of a CPA. Uh, however, because of my background as a business owner before I was a CPA, um, I felt that there was a big gap on the role that a CPA uh, should be providing and what it's provide. Um, we concentrate on business owners here on the, on the practice. And what we offer is way more than just simple tax preparation or financial engagement preparation, like a compilation or review or an audit. Um, we work as a consultant and we work as advisors to our clients. So yes, we can do what the normal CPA can do, like your payroll, your bookkeeping, um, your financial statements preparations, um, your tax return. But I feel like where we bring the most value to our clients, it's on um, the level of service that we offer, the advisory services, the tax planning perspective. And to put it into place, 
If you talk to a normal business owner, most of them don't talk to their CPA only once a year when taxes are done. We, as a firm, we don't take any clients that don't want to meet at least twice a year. So big difference yeah. what a CPA usually do uh, from what we offer here. At and that's huge. I mean, uh, you know, I remember way back when I was still in college when I opened my first business, unfortunately, you know, my partner at the time introduced me to his CPA firm. And uh, the, the one of the partners was Henry Sandville. And he, he just kind of scared me. You know, he was this older guy and was like very like adamant. You know, we're going to meet on a regular basis. And, you know, you, you can't fix things once the, you know, the end of the year is here. What's done is done. And you got to be proactive and you got to be organized and, it really paid off. And, and uh, so I, I think that's huge what you guys do because it's, yeah, you know, you, what can you do in January uh, for the past year? I mean, it's just, it's like, oh, I should have, I could have, but yeah, it's too late. Not much, not much. Yeah. Um, if you were to tell me what is my most important deadline, it's certainly no March 15, not April 15 or the extended season. Yeah. It's actually December 31st. Yeah. December 31st hits, um, I would say 80% of tax planning opportunities just flew out the door. Yeah. Um, so for me, having those meetings, being able to uh, understand my clients and what are their needs. Um, sometimes it's not about tax savings. Sometimes it's about how do we show the best numbers so that we can figure for a sale of a business in three years or, you know, so there are yeah. many moving parts on a business and uh, we want to understand all of them so that we can actually yeah. be the best advice. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. Yeah, there's so much planning and, and where do you want to be three to five years and and structuring your financials so that whatever you're attractive to an investor, you know, maybe, maybe we don't pay Charlie so much this year as the owner, because we want, you know, the bottom line to look better. Right. And, and, yes. and be more attractive uh, versus, Hey, this is a family business. And uh, I want to just pile on the cash <laughs> and hopefully, uh, and, and I'm not worried about, you know, an investor coming in and saying, what, you only made a hundred dollars? What, what's wrong with this company? Well, it's, uh, yeah. you know. But it goes more and more in depth. Like um, before I got into uh, this meeting with you, I was uh, talking to one of my clients, for example, it's a roofing company and they want to analyze, am I making any money on new construction? Mm. Uh, new roofs yep. and repairs. And it's, it's just analyzing the numbers. And yeah. uh, some people are really good at what they do. They are very good roofers, but this part of the deal, they need this partnership to be able to understand. Yeah, that's such a, a man, a really good point. Because, yeah, you, you could be so focused on this one part of the business or this division and not know that it really isn't profitable or, or it isn't even close to the profitability of another division, unless you have someone, you know, an independent source go, Hey, Charlie, wake up. You know, it, you could, you could maybe cut that off and be a heck of a lot more profitable with even less sales. If, if you focus on this area. So, uh, wow. Yeah. I think as business owners, it's easy to get 
they'll get lost in the woods, right? You don't see the forest through the trees and very, very. And yeah. the numbers they usually don't lie unless they are being done incorrectly. Yeah. So one another very good example. Last year I had a meeting with uh, one of my clients uh, in October. It was one of my uh, third quarter meetings. And uh, I met with her and I said, we're in trouble. I see these and these and these trend. What's going on? There's something that needs to change. And her response is like, no, yummy. I see money in the bank. We're doing well. And then I'm like, well, let's keep tracking. I'm just seeing like the last two months, the trends that I'm seeing. I mm. Next month, she calls me. You're right. Let's read. I'm like, okay. I just, you know, like, I, it, that's my job. You yeah. know, to yeah. bring it to your attention and, you know, being able to say, hey, you know, like, this is the value that I provide. And numbers don't lie, right? <laughs> good stuff. So how about your journey? Yeah, you know, I mean, how, how did you get into uh, counting numbers, uh, CPAing, and all that stuff? Uh, I'm originally from Cuba. So uh, I was a ballet dancer, professional ballet dancer. Oh, wow. As far away from numbers as you can be, right? Uh-huh. Moving to the United States um, when I was 18, and started my first business when I was 21. Wow. To real estate and construction. And um, fast forward, I had this business, very profitable, um, 20 something employees or more. And uh, all that I was getting from my CBA was that once a year meeting and this is how much your taxes and I didn't understand and there has to be a better way right so I told my husband at that time I'm gonna go back to school and I'm just gonna go into accounting so that I can apply it better to my business like I need to understand yeah. better uh, I don't know what I don't know right so yeah. it started going into accounting got into a divorce so I'm like okay this is going to be my new thing in my career. I really loved it and enjoyed the classes. And um, that's how I actually got into the accounting role. Then moved to Naples in 2011 because I was living in the, on the East Coast uh, with my now new husband. We moved into Naples from Miami. And um, did my master's and finished my bachelor's year at FDCU. And um, when I worked, while I was doing my master's, I decided to work into the Department of Revenue as a sales and use tax and reemployment audit. So sales and use tax, it's a very complex uh, part of a business if you are subject to the rules. Um, I have seen audits for over millions of dollars while I was at the Department of Revenue. And people don't pay enough attention to it until they actually get out of it. So I thought that it was very interesting. And um, when I did that for a little bit, but I, I got to learn it. And um, I help a lot of businesses and I track a lot of, uh, you know, like I get a lot of new business just because I am a sales and news tax specialist per se. Mm. Um, so people that are going to an audit, they come to me um, and I really enjoy um, representing those businesses in front of the Department of Revenue. Um, I always get to keep caring and learning new stuff. 
So um, yeah, so I do a lot of those. So that's my story into becoming an accountant mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. a national firm. First a regional firm, then a national firm. And then at some point I realized that I was becoming that CPA that got me frustrated at the beginning. Uh, many of these bigger firms are like a lot of like get it done. So maybe once a year, get those tax returns out, get those audits down so they don't take the time and they don't really have the philosophy of being an advisor. Um, so I decided that I could do it better and I wanted to do it better. And that's why I founded this in 2019. Wow. Good for you. Boy, oh boy. Amazing. <laughs> so how about... Yeah, I mean, when it comes to mis- misconceptions in your industry, what do you hear that you can speak to? Oh, gosh, so many. Yeah. <laughs> so many. Um, we go from um, one of the misconceptions that I see a lot is like um, risk and liability. I have talked to others where mentors or partners at these firms that I was before. I'm like, why don't you guys do these type of services? And uh, I hear a lot for the fee that I get, you know, like it's not worth the rest for me. So um, that's one, two, that it cannot be fun. That most accountants are introverts. I am see myself like one of those uh-huh i do actually have clients that work with me because they can relate better they i can actually look at their eyes and talk to them and i feel like there are a lot of me out there yeah. uh, but also most important it's i feel like making sure um that everything that you're listening out there about what it's a tax deduction, what, it, what are the tax loopholes that they do exist, but what applies to you, what is the real risk, um, making sure that you are working with somebody that is knowledgeable and always looking at your best interest versus trying to sell you on a strategy. Uh, that is very important. I don't know. I, I feel yeah, like- that's oh. good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we cover a lot of ground. How about let's step away from the office and the practice. What are you doing for fun? I love to travel. Ah. That is the thing about me. So my clients need to understand that because I do travel a lot and I enjoy doing it. My phone, my email doesn't go into like, I'm traveling, I'm not getting back to you. I'm always getting back to you. My phone, it's always available. You can text me. We can talk if needed. Um, so I'm always available, but I travel every time that I can. Well, what's your favorite destination? Spain, actually buying a condo this month over there. Oh, wow. Good for you. <laughs> well, my, uh, my wife wants to do the, uh, is it the trail, El, El Camino or? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, have you been to that or? Done. No, I haven't. Yeah. No. Yeah, I, I don't know if that's a touristy thing or what, but it's a uh, it's I on have, the bucket I list. Done it, no. yeah. All right. Well, I'll after you you close on that and get over there, I'll I'll task you with that. You can research it. Your... Now I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So how about 
hardship life challenge. What comes to mind a period of time that you were challenged, you got through it. Now, looking back, you can say, I'm better for it. I'm stronger. Well, I would say, uh, if I can think of one, definitely coming to this country was a big hardship. Mm. Complete change of careers. I got to learn that what I was considering to be the career for the rest of my life wasn't really what I was expecting um, in Cuba. Like you, you do like one company, the National Cuban Ballet, which is the only one really. And then from there, you, you know, you grow and you make your career on that company. Yes, you still travel a lot, but you always have like a home to come back. When I got here, I learned that they really don't extend contracts for longer than a year. And every year you're, you know, praying that you're, going to get a new contract or you have to audition into different so you're constantly moving but it doesn't mean moving out of state you can be moving out of the country if you want to stay mm. career so not a lot of stability and i i you know like me coming to a country where i had no family or whatever i i didn't want that uh so i think that uh was a big impact I've been stuck. I studied ballet since I was six years old. So I prepare my entire, you know, young years into becoming this ballerina. And then finally, when I get to do it professionally, I come to a country that really doesn't, uh, uh, that type of arts, it's not really, yeah. it's very different from what I thought that it was going to be, anyways. So that was a big hardship. But, I love what I do, and I can honestly say I love accounting way more than what I love ballet. So that's that has been great. <laughs> yeah. do, do you watch or get, you know, follow? I do. Yeah. I do. Yeah. And I still have some friends that dance yeah. in Europe and here. So yeah, I still enjoy seeing them dance and yeah. watching uh, when I can. Yeah, yeah, I'll bet. Wow. So how about one thing you wish our listeners knew about your company? What would that be? Um, I think that we have talked about my company a lot. Um, one thing that I wish people knew about my company is that we're not all created equals. And if you are a business owner and you CPA only once a year, I would highly recommend that you look for a new relationship or you push that relationship to where you need to be. So don't settle for it. Mm. There are some of us out here that we really care and we want to make your success our success. Yeah, good, good stuff. Well, I know we have listeners who want to learn more, who want to get in touch. What's the best way for them to do so? Usually calling the office number, the 239-631-5305, that's the best way to reach me. All of my clients have my cell phone. So when you go into my cell phone, usually the voicemail is full. (laughs) (laughs) I look at it and I have 15 texts that I have to reply to. So calling the office as a new client is usually the best way to make sure that you are being taken care of. Terrific. Well, yeah, I mean, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for sharing your story. And we wish you the best going forward there. Thank you so much for having me.
I really enjoyed it. Thank you for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast. To nominate your favorite local business to be featured on the show, go to goodneighborpodcast.com. That's goodneighborpodcast.com. Or call us at 239-224-4105.